Welcome to Your Creativity, the podcast that keeps on keeping on. And, and we're live. We're on live on Facebook this time, or at least we're trying. So We're trying to get live. We'll get better at this, but at least this is a new angle. Yeah, I'll be your test dummy. I don't you, get that. Yeah. Dave, you're our guinea pig? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Totally okay with that. You're okay being the guinea pig? Well, okay, here's my take, though. Okay. My take is podcasts are kind of the future mm. for radio and for sound and for the way to, to talk about products for companies and on all of that. To expand onto podcast, I think video is the next up-and-coming thing to go with it. Thus, we have Mevo. And so when I turn around... Mevo, all of a sudden, the cameras are kind of switching just intermittently at the moment. But you can program these cameras to go to different things, and they're recording us. That's really cool. It said Mevo, right? Yeah, like Mevo, like me. Me and you, Vo. Vo. Yeah, I got you. Does that work? Yeah, I like that a lot. I got to look into it. But, I mean, the thing about it for, like, us, like, as a chocolate shop, we're food. It's hard to really explain how food looks on I mean, you can, but I'm not very descriptive. Yeah. So it's much better to show a visual of how it no looks. No pun intended, but you want to show that eye candy. You're right. Yeah, I get it. And you Makes do sense. the same thing. Yeah, it's hard. I got to figure out a way to be better at doing that on my end of the world. Because uh, people, when they create beer, we, we make beer. I want to be able to show beer. I can sit here and drink the beer all I want. But it's one thing to taste it, right? But it's one thing to see it, the beauty of it. And not all dark beer is scary. Not all light beer is scary. You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. I get it. Well, and it, yeah, I, that's bingo. That's exactly what we're shooting for. I got it. Hell now yeah. that we've covered video 101, let's, let's introduce our guest. <laughs> He's a fellow podcaster. We met him at the Utah Podcast Coalition. Shout out Coalition, and, yeah. Which has a meeting tonight. I'm planning to go if I don't get too drunk here. Um, otherwise, <laughs> I'm just hanging out at the shop until I sober up. Um, Dave Jimenez? Yeah. Of the Tastemasters podcast. Yeah, that's me. Thank you guys. I'm glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, thanks for your time. I don't know why you guys want to talk to me, but I appreciate it. Yeah. So my name is David, Tastemasters podcast, and I'm also a brewer in uh, at Strap Tank Brewing Company in Salt. Uh, excuse me, in Utah County. So there's one brewery in Utah County. It's called Strap Tank. There's a location um, in Springville and a location in Lehigh. I'm the assistant for both facilities, both projects. Uh, there's three of us that brew. And the cool thing about it is. It opened in 2016, and the Lehigh location uh, was right before the world ended, so in 2019. And then what happened was, I was fortunate enough to, when the world ended, you know, I dove into the beer world even harder, and I learned how to. I was a bartender for years, and then I created, I learned how to create the beer, and I was super fascinated by it because I, I, growing up, I've always wanted to, to create. I've always wanted to draw. I was always. I don't like the word envious, but when people would create these murals or, or geometric this, that, and the other, like the painting behind us, if I could just pull that on my ass, like I would be, I would love that. I, I, I can't think that way. But when it comes to making beer, I can put my creativity in the beer. So it's been really cool to do it my way and being taught by, uh, you know, Derek and Julia. It's really cool because Julia, my coworker, uh, she's the head brewer at Springville Location. She's the only female brewer in Utah County. And then Derek is a veteran, so he's a veteran brewer. Nice. So he served for a few years, and, and he's the only veteran brewer in Utah County. And then I'm Latin American, so I'm the only Latin American in Utah County. And there's only a few Latin American brewers in Utah. So it's really cool to be kind of a weird kind of meshing, melting pot within Utah County, which is unfortunately, I mean, that's not a huge drink, beer drinking county, but it's fun to make beer over there. But I actually think that's a good thing to you know to bring diversity or bring an addition yeah you are bringing art to utah thank you yeah so i think it's a good thing and that's where the podcast came in is i saw artists like brewers and distillers and kombucha makers sake makers how they wanted to they're doing the same thing but in different fields and different realms not every brewery is the same they have some same styles but even my take on a style is different than so-and-so's take on a style and i just wanted to interview and get in their minds and pick their brains. And that's how the podcast has been snowballing since then. We've been doing it for about two years. And uh, I get to meet cool-ass people. Whether people listen to me or not, I get to let, meet ridiculously awesome people. And it's a blessing. It's really cool. It's fantastic. And I have a lot of cool friends now. It's awesome. How long have you been doing the podcast? Uh, so I launched it the first week in 2020. Okay, right as COVID was 
coming in almost. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't, before the world ended, and I still truck through. I, I don't do any uh, phone or online or over. I all my interviews are in person. And there's something about sharing a beer in person. It, it's way different than trying to share one. It's over like the trying, phone? To do, trying to do chocolate online. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go grab this chocolate. Let's talk about it. It's like, it's, it's not the same. It's, let's, let's have that chocolate. I want to see your eyes when you just have chocolate melts in your face. And you know what I mean? I want, I want you to, I want to see you lick your fingers. Like, that's different. And it's just, that's what a beer is. A beer, we can sit here and this camaraderie about a beer. I don't know what it is, but let's go tie one off real quick. You know, tie one on. It's just the best thing ever. So. Okay, so you, you started with the drink. Yeah. So let, which one did you start with? So you we got and Bill? The, the IPA. So it's a strap tank IPA. Uh, IPA is an India Pale Ale. Uh, basically, it's a little hoppy. It's more of a kind of a uh, bitter forward beer. And these are very popular right now. It's kind of the, the, the sexy uh, take, take away seltzers and all the non-alcoholic stuff right now. Uh, IPAs are the sexiest beer right now. They're, they're the consumer's beer. They're not necessarily a brewer's beer necessarily, but they're the consumer's beer. So we make this. It's a, you're only available at Strap Tank. It's a 7%, so we can only do it in bottles. We can't serve it on tap because in Utah, strong. it's only uh, 5% is the limit, ABV. So they're in bottles, and we just rotate the hops when each batch. And this one we do with cryo hops, which is a cool technique of hopping addition, right? And I really like it. It's, it's sexy. It's beautiful. And what do you think, Dylan? I want to hear yeah, you. It's a, it's a good color. Um, I'm, I'm not super into beers anymore, so I'm trying to think the most comparable but it's good. It's light, but it's got a nice little kick to it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So here was my take. My mm. take was Europeans would enjoy their beer um, or non-Utahns. So, and sorry the echoing. You're getting my phone. Like, so the, the, back, the talking in the background is, it's us live, but it's a little delay. Um, like but, so, like, I think, um, but Europeans are, are non-Utahns. I think initially, you know, they were able to distinguish the different hops in it and the different flavors. Did you find in Utah we were slow to that? And it was in Utah it was more like, oh, let's just get sloshed. Hmm, that's a good question. I don't think it was for just to get sloshed. However, I think there's a misinformation or miseducation gap between Coors Light, Bud Light, Budweiser, and craft beer. Not all beer is Budweiser and Bud Light. That's just, you know, unfortunately, when you see a beer and it looks kind of, you know, hazy orange you're like oh this probably has a lot of citrus a lot of orange notes to it a lot of like fruity orange you know maybe i don't know but looks can be deceiving in beer i can i can make a dark dark ass beer and make it fruity as can be and you won't have that because everyone sees dark beer like i can't handle dark beer it's too heavy it's too much for me like "Ah, give it a shot and then even light beers like they could have flavor right there so that this is why i was a bartender before i became a brewer and i was the front line between the brewer and the consumer I had to educate and have, you know, these weapons at my repertoire. Like, here, this is what the closest doing to a Bud Light or a Blue Moon or a Shock Top or, you know what I mean? And Or your old Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Whatever Paps, the... Yeah, Paps. Yeah. And I had to do that. So then once more breweries have been opening in Utah, I think people are starting to understand, oh, there's more than just Budweiser, Coors, Miller Lite. Which, again, if you go to my fridge, you'll see a Pacifico. That's my favorite beer of all time. It's not crafted by any you know it's, it's a bigger company and it's just a delicious the first beer. time i had pacifico it was in uh, we were staying in san diego Coronado, and it was this little mexican restaurant and i'm like i'm gonna try this out and hell I've yeah fan since that yeah. like blue moon is probably what i drink yeah. and, and no, no diss to these big because for me the bigger companies they have to make the same beer every single time and they nail it every single time now i still don't know how to do I can make my same core beers all the time, but to nail it every single time, that's difficult. It is. I mean, it's doable. But I just, you know, the big companies, they get knacked on, but I think they have a really cool, I would love to work for a big company in a way because I get, how, how do you perfect it? I want to learn how to perfect beer, and I'll go back to smaller so then I can create. Because I can, I can do whatever kind of flavors I want. Any type of beer I want to make, I have that freedom. I don't have that freedom when I work for Anheuser-Busch. We only make Anheuser-Busch, right? So what's the craziest flavor you've made? Actually, so that's funny. The, <laughs> two of them that come to my mind. So the, the one that was actually very good and popular, my boss and I made a coconut curry wheat beer. No way. Yeah. Okay. So it had okay. coconut on the nose. You tried it. It was sweet with coconut at the very top and the tongue, the very tip of the tongue. 
And then as it traveled back your tongue, you get like that curry, like that Thai curry spice. And you're like, oh shit, what is this? This is disgusting. Okay, then, what were you eating to inspire these? Uh, Asian food. So we did uh, Indian food. Excuse me. He loves Thai food. I love Indian food. And that curry spice is just something we always have. And he had an I had an idea. We do something called Firkins where it's a sideways cask um, beer that you, we can flavor it with whatever you want. It's about 10 gallons of beer. You put whatever you want in it. So we were going to do that, and he said, now nah, let's make a beer beer. Because you can, you can flavor beer, right? But I try to make a beer taste and end like beer. Beer-flavored beer is great. You know, anyone can make sour beer and, you know, fruit it up. So we did that. But the one that I'm most proud of and I want to perfect and bring back is I made a Twinkie beer. <laughs> so I cut up Twinkies. I made a, a cream ale base, and then I threw uh, the Twinkie sponges and a sponge cake. I threw them in the mash. Because in, in beer making, you make kind of a cereal. I threw it in there. I got to show you guys pictures after this. And then I got the cream left over, and I threw it in the boil. And I kid you not, it smelled and tasted like a, cre- a Twinkie. Yeah. Nice. But I, I can always fix that one, but I'll bring that one back. Oh, the craziest gosh. I've ever went is a bacon beer. I think that was Ooh. Red Rock. Yeah, I can see that. when they came out with it. Yeah. But I hear there's, like, pickle beer. Yeah, so Keto's has a pickle brine beer. And you, before you knack on it, it's delicious. I think it's the best post-run or post-workout beer because you need that pickle juice real quick. <laughs> it's pretty nice, yeah. Got to give it a shot one time. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> I'm game to try it out. It, it's, okay, why do you think Utah does have an explosion of little companies, like little brewers are popping up? Because I think Utah is itching for something different. Uh, I believe Utah is Salt Lake City, Salt Lake County, is 10 years behind Denver. I think we're going to be the next Denver. I really do. And when that happens, you know, this place will be, you look at it now, it's very, people are friendly here. People are very, very friendly. But also when it comes to friendliness, we got to open our minds to openness, right? So we got to be able to have our creativity and be able to. Sorry, we're, you know, we're just piecemealing this production together. <laughs> but it's, it's that melting pot. Like we're saying, you know, there's an example of us, a melting pot in Utah County. But I think it's going to continue to happen in Salt Lake in Utah where, more and more things are going to come here and it's going to open the eyes of just because utah has that knack of just you know a religious state they're not going to they're not going to budge it's really hell-bent and they're just going to stick to their ways that's not true you know it's whether you believe in whatever you believe in it's it's we have a great state it's beautiful inside and out and we have great art here whether it's through food through beverages through actual physical art and i think Utah's the next big secret spot, but everyone's starting to know Utah is really cool, and people are starting to come here and blow it up. And it's like, damn it, I gotta go find the next. Keep it on the down low. <laughs> At the same time, like I want everyone to come try it, but yeah, I mean I don't it's want good for it. business. Yeah, it's, it's good for that. What I love about the little breweries is they're filling in to like old warehouses and old, old yeah. restaurants. That, like Fisher, I probably was an old restaurant or something at some point. Fisher, I believe, was a car, an auto place, an auto yeah, uh, shop. But like reusing those old buildings. Right, yeah. yeah. Kind of keeping that history there, too. Like yeah. that, that old school heritage of Salt Lake City. Yeah, Utah, for sure. Do you know how many breweries that Salt Lake has? So I believe, it was not, last time I did the math, it was almost 40. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Salt Lake or Utah? Excuse me, Salt Lake? Utah. So Salt Lake, Utah, Utah will be almost 40. Yeah, okay. I believe so. And the newest one will be opened in Logan called Prodigy Brewing. So that one I'm excited. I'm going to talk to them here soon, and I can't wait to see what they're – because Logan, can't, they didn't want a brewery at all. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> so that will be opening here That's soon. Nice and then there's going to be one in uh, – the next newest one will be in Helper. So Helper will have a brewery. I'm excited for that one. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, let my friend Guy know that. Here. Yeah. He's, he's from Helper. Yeah. It's going to be right there. It's where he used, to, and it used to be an old art shack, like you're saying, old whatever. And Helper, I don't know if you guys have been to Helper lately, but they're starting to bring that Helper vibe back, and it's still the old school, legit, historic Helper, but it's a little sexed up, and it's just beautiful. I love it. Yeah, very artsy. That guy was telling me about yeah. it. Yeah. Super amazing. cool. I, I've been sitting on his podcast, uh, Dude, I Love That Song, and it's like a music history podcast. Everybody go check it out. It's he brought, he did Dirt Pot a while back, which was about music, and he's brought this now. So he's having fun with it. Um, what was my next question? Dave, do you yeah, so do you listen to a podcast, or what's your favorite? Do I listen to a? Po- oh yeah, I listen to podcasts. My favorite podcast. Oh man, or or, or or a few. What you don't have to. 
so I listen to everything. I mean, I, right now I'm I'm really bent on there's a, the Brewmasters podcast, so we're brewers, you know, learn about nerd out and talk about more brewing stuff. And then I really like what Chris is doing with the I Am Salt Lake. I think that's super cool. Um, it's what he has. He's doing what I've done, but he doesn't have and he hasn't niched down. It's just anyone and everyone in Salt Lake, and that's really cool. I feel like it's a little overwhelming, and I don't know how he does it. But watching and listening to him do that, it's like, all right, I, there's cool he, he, chiropractors, doctors, rabbis, you name it, he's done it. And I'm like, okay, that brings back to your question. There's such cool diversity here in Utah and Salt Lake specifically that what he's doing, it's like, damn, dude. Like I sit there, I'm like, congrats. I text him every once in a while, hey, good job, dude. I don't know how the hell you do that. And another one I love a lot would be um, Utah Beer News, another beer one. I think what Tim Heron is doing is really cool. He gets to go, he does a journalistic approach, what I do. So he'll go and meet the individuals, and he'll do that whole, you know, back in the day, like it's like that. What's that Larry King kind of stuff? Like you got that Larry King mic yeah. thing. He does that, and he does it so well. And it's like, he's got he's got such suave. And I want I want that class. You know so I mean? need suspenders and glasses. Yeah, I, he should do like that. Some, he's some got glasses, but he hasn't got suspenders yet. And then um, belt and suspenders. Make sure you're fully strapped in. Yeah, right. <laughs> but and then. Oh, there's one more that I, there's a psychedelic one I watched that has to do with mushrooms. I forgot what it was, but yeah, I listened to that one. A lot of uh, open the mind, openness, kind of uh, hippie vibes. I like. Have you done mushrooms? Yeah, absolutely. I haven't. I'm, yeah. I, I'm open to it. I, yeah, it's I'm, just it's a little scary. I mean, as you should be, because <laughs> well, I don't think thing about that is my response to that would be uh, we're all scared of things we don't want to control. We have this human innate ability where we want to control things. Yeah. Once you surrender and then just look in. Look within, and you find out who you are with yourself. Oh man, it's, I think that's why I'm scared. Hey, but that means you're probably scared you're scared to, to find out who you who are. You really yeah. are, but that's probably the most thing you need right now. Probably, and it's our life. As far as I know, I haven't been proven wrong or right, but as far as I know, I have one life, and I'm gonna do the best I can to live it. But I have to figure out who the hell I am to make that life better. How close are you to figuring that out? Bro, it's gonna, I don't think I'll ever figure it out, but it's a, it's an adventure. My life's an adventure and I fucking love my life. I really do. That's good. Yeah. What about you guys? Like you guys, my cup's empty. Oh, so we want to do that. I want to do it, do a different one. Do something else. We got that. We had a dark one too. We have a stout oatmeal. stout. this is Julia's recipe. So this is, you know how she's a fantastic brewer. Uh, it's great to learn from her. And so this is an oatmeal stout, 7%. You can show it to the camera if you want. Absolutely. Can you see that? I mean, this camera is, oh, that camera is on you right now. The oh, red light. Some Vanna White. Oh. And then Steve, I got some, uh, some sodas you can try. Yeah, I'll, like. I'll do that and I'll let you guys do this and then we can go to a soda. I know, I'm the wuss. I wouldn't call it a wuss. It's all flavorful. It's delicious. All right, brother, I want you to tell me what you think about this one. So oatmeal stout. Mm, smells good. It looks like Dr. Pepper, only... Here you go, Steve. Smell that. It won't get you drunk, I promise. It will, it'll make me want oatmeal cookies. Maybe. Very rich. Kind of a coffiness to it. Because I, 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 never, I yeah. always let people tell me first, because if I sit here and be like, you're going to get a lot of fruity pebbles on there. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. You I want fruity people pebbles. to explain it yeah, to you? I don't want to put that perception in your head. You know what oh I mean? my gosh, that's what I do with chocolates. Because like um, people will want me to tell them what's what's the best, what should I get? Yeah, and I'm like, you tell me, because I for the same reasons I don't want to put in their head what to expect. Like I want mm -hmm. them to describe yeah. it and explain the experience that it gives them. Yeah. that's what I want. And and that, cause that that's their experience, right? Yeah, let them have it. And I think yeah, you're right. There's it's, it's nice chocolatey. There's a little bit of coffee on there. It's rich. You're right. I mean, you nailed it. Okay, so what would that go good with eating? The yeah. stout. I mean, s'mores. I would love to do that with. A, I would do a brat, like a dark, deep brat. Some elk meat, maybe. Ooh, that'd be great. Stop talking. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like dark beers. And then a f cool thing that I learned is called Bierstockel, which is uh, you stab beers. So you get flaming heart, hot uh, poker, an iron poker, and you melt the residual sugars inside of these beers, and it gives it like a marshmallowy flavor to it. It's fantastic. We should do it with the chocolate. Just melt it. Okay. Because what it will do is caramelize all those residual sugars like that. And it just brings out wow. different flavors. So I like I like doing that. But stouts for me are, are sharing beers. So I'd always share a stout with people. But yeah. that's I like I like carbs with that. Cakes would be great too. Mm. 
cookies. Okay, I want to open up one of these soda things. Yeah, so you I tell got me the, what the birch beer. I got the black cherry that everyone loves, and then you got the Concord grape, which is uh, three of like 17 we have. Which, you tell me which one to drink. Let's do the one that Kate had earlier. I think you'd like this one. Okay, so it's birch beer. Yeah. You can get a lot of fennel, a lot of fruity pebbles, a lot of steak oh, ale. great fennel. <laughs> there you go, brother. Go ahead. Give that a smell there, Dylan. Okay, so, but it's clear. Yeah. Now, so we don't make it in, I mean, we, we handcraft, we have someone that handcrafts it for us in Utah County. Oh, come on, Dave. You're ruining the experience for me. <laughs> so, you get a lot of steak ale in there? A lot of Worcestershire, a lot of horseradish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it actually reminds me, um, going back to Pennsylvania, um, going to, like, the flea markets, like, hmm. in um, Harrisburg, Lancaster, they had, like, these flea markets, and birch beer was big back there. Oh, hell so, yeah. So, like, so that's what it makes me think of. But you see how it brings back that memory from a beverage? And that's what beers do for, you know, my, the community I'm going forward is certain beers, like, man, this is one time. I had this beer, this style, and, oh, and then you hear the story from this, this artist. And that right there is where I, I chase. I chase that. Like, what does this remind you of? Because in my, my family, in my heritage, is, is storytelling. Like, as long as when the story stops being told, that memory or that individual, that story is dead forever. Yeah. And you got to continue. So let's share that. Remember that one time we had a Pacifico, Dylan? I remember that one time we had an IPA downstairs and... Hatch, yeah, fuck yeah, I remember. And you're gonna be like, last time I had an IPA was this. You're like, I've tried to block it out of my memory ever <laughs> no since. No way, no way. But that's the same thing, man. So there you go. Do you like no, the I like beer? it. You know, I like it, and it would be good for like root beer floats. Yeah, a little vanilla ice cream in there, right? We'd have to color it though. Why? What's wrong? What's wrong with I the don't know. color? Well, I don't know. Is there something wrong? No. Psychologically, I'm just it makes me. Uh, psychologically, I expect it to be a dark color hmm. like okay, the taste yeah. is what i expect when i look at this i would think sprite i would think lime yeah. or vodka or, something. or soda water yeah soda water yeah so it looks can be deceiving for sure oh absolutely yeah even in beer and that's why when you when people judge beer there's only three points for appearance it's not really a big yeah not a big thing i mean you want some you gotta nail the color the srm and you gotta know if there's haze or not and that's it the rest of it's all mouthfeel, how it tastes, how it smells. Oh, yeah. Where, okay, you grew up in Utah. Yeah, most of my life. I've been in Utah County, yeah. The, always in Utah County? Yeah, as far as Utah. Yeah, I used to live in New York for a while, and then I, my family is, we're from south uh, Texas. Okay. So that's where we're originally, originally from, and we came here. I've been here most of my life and met my wife here, and I'm kind of stuck. I like it here, so <laughs> this is home, man. Is it, no, I love it. So do you... Do you have any of your friends that helped you do this? Help me brew? No, zero friends. Uh, I only have, growing up, the crew I grew up with, if you will call them that, uh, I have one individual who, two of them, excuse me, who will drink beer with me. Okay, area, where did you grow up? Yeah, so the Orem area. Okay, so I I grew up in American Fork. Okay, like So, you know, half of my um, friends would be, 90% would be one way, 90 would be the other. Yeah. And I, the older I'm getting, I'm, I'm learning, why didn't I hang out with this person in high school? Why yeah. didn't I hang out with this person? Like, my, my beliefs are widening. Yeah, and that's awesome. And that's really cool that you're able to open your spectrum. And that's, once you surrender the fact that you don't know everything, that you're, you're going to open your mind to everything. But I actually think that's what's cool for you is I, I think that this was lost um, and that you're bringing it to Utah. So I mm. think that's an amazing thing. Thank you. Yeah, it's really cool. That. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm a novice in the brewing world. And that's why I interview these masters and these, these legends, like so many cool legends in the brewing world. And I can, I can literally call them my brother or sister or friend and – like, they are my homies. And this community we have, this beer community, I wouldn't call it beer, this brewing community we have in Utah, you know, because you brew kombucha, you brew sake, you know, hard cider. All, all of us come together, and it's just this, if I had it my way, I would have once a year a Tastemasters festival where everyone just comes together in all realms, faces, colors, doesn't matter. And let's just have, let's try each other's craft, beverage craft. You know what I mean? And that's, that's my, my ultimate goal, if you will. It, it, it is to come together with all these brewers. All of them. All you of you them. already live that. 
I feel, I mean, I tried to. <laughs> Last year, you tried to put together the... Tastemasters Festival. Festival. Yeah, that was going to be December. And it, it, something happened at the end of work. Yeah, happened. so COVID kind of kicked that one in the teeth because uh, COVID kind of came back for a second and December scared a lot of people in Salt Lake. And also, it was so close to Christmas that we were not getting the sales we were wanting to, to make it happen because uh, we were all putting it on ourselves. And we needed tickets to go through. And so we're going to do it again. So, but we're going to do it a lot more wiser and we're going to make it so it's just going to be an event where we have this awesome space and all are welcome and yeah it's going to be really cool so you guys don't worry if people want to um, participate how can they find so when the Taste Masters Festival so we have uh, you know social media I got the the Twitter I got the Instagram the Facebook um, Instagram is the one I use heavily Heavily, I'm a four man show so it's myself then I have a producer then I have a marketing director if you will and then a financial person um, that's the other way of a team, but I'm basically the, I don't call myself the face, but I call myself the hair. So I'm the hair <laughs> and I just go talk to people and then they do the, the busy work and the behind the scenes that they don't get credit for. But my team, they're badass. Absolutely. Jealous of the hair, by the way, <laughs> as a balding man, very jealous. <laughs> I, if I donate it, Dylan, you can wear it, brother. I promise. <laughs> very Kenny G. Right. I got Kenny G. I get slash from behind. I got Elaine Bennis once. Uh, Elaine Venice. I don't know how I felt about that one. Um, and then Troy Palomalu, you know, the head and shoulders, you know, a lot of safety for uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. But back I can see that. I love that one. I was like, hey, I'll take that one. But Slash, okay. Slash is a good one. Momoa's? Jason Momoa? Yeah. Yeah, Momoa. I mean, I'm not that sexy. Okay, how long okay. have you been growing? So I have had long, I mean, when I, last time I cut my hair, when it was like, I always had it short. Last time I cut, cut my hair was 2012. So wow. 10, 10 okay. years, yeah, a decade I've had long hair and, so when, my, when I first met my wife, I had short hair, and then she ended up going on an LDS mission. And then when she came back, I had, she says, I had long hair and pecs. So I'm like, oh, I'll take it. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I guess. All right. <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah, so I've had at least the hair since then. Yeah. Were you raised Mormon, and are you still Mormon? Yeah, so I was raised Mormon. Uh, I was raised, uh, the beginning part of my life was Mormonism. And then when I, at 19, I had an eye-opening experience, and... I realized there's more to it than what I know. And now I was going to go on the trek to go see what I could find for myself, that honing in, right? I'm always trying to figure out myself and what's for me. And again, you know, some of my family is still in the Mormon religion, and that's their structure, and that's awesome. Good for them. I'll where did the it. journey take you? The journey took me to New York. That's what I was saying earlier. So I went to New York, and I, for a year, I turned 21 in New York, and that's when I. I realized that Utah was such a bubble. I realized that we were just this weird sphere of just safety and cushion. And nah, you need, like, that's why I believe I have two younger sisters. So you need siblings to beat, yourself, beat, beat you up a little bit. You need to beat them up, then you beat you up, give you a hard time, vice versa. And that's how it was in New York. I went out there, broke ass. I grinded really hard just to stay afloat. And then I realized that there's so much to the world. And I just wanted to consume all of it. So I surrendered to the fact that, you know what, I, I just, I had to figure out what's good and right, whether my family, my family at the end of the day loves me no matter what. And if you really love your family or really love somebody, truly love somebody, you're, as long as they don't kill my dog or kill me, like they will support you no matter what. And that's, that's true. That's love family. Right that's yeah. the most important part. And so that's like, I'm going to go on this trek. As long as I'm going to prison, I'm going to become a heroin addict. Like I'm, I'm fine. None of that happens. So I'm here and they still support me. And, uh, oh, my grandmother, a couple, a couple months ago, she actually sat me down and she goes, so this, you know, very religious. So this path you've taken, I told her about it. Was that the Twinkie beer came out? I'm like, Grandma, I'm gonna bring you the Twinkie beer. And she goes, I'll smell it, but I won't drink it. I'm like, it's fine. You don't have to drink it. But as she goes, Are you are you happy? Yeah, I'm I'm happy. And she looks at me and she goes, Good, I love you. And I'm just like, Motherfucker. Oh, but that's the essence, and that's, right? That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. It wasn't like a. I love you, but I wish you'd go to church. Or I love you, but... No, no, no. It was just sincere, like, I love you. Yeah, my grandma was amazing, but there, there was always that, that but. And everything before the but. Yeah. Wash it away. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, well, the no but is good. I the love, no but? Yeah, the no but is good. <laughs> I have a no but. I'm literally <laughs> sitting on one right now. <laughs> Upper hamstrings, what I call it. Yeah. Do you think that all these experiences go into where you are right now, your successes? Yeah, actually, I wouldn't take back uh, anything. Uh, the ups and the downs, the ebbs and the flows. 
Because what it did is it, it chiseled me. It, it, it's like a, a stone coming down a river, kind of forming that pebble at the very end of it, right? Making it soft and smooth and silky. You know, I, there's some hard times in my life, but I realize everyone's had hard times in their life. I can sit here and tell you my sob story. Oh, I came from a single mother, whatever. But then you look at my wife, came to a full family. She probably had a hard life. You know, or you probably had a hard life. Or Steve, you probably, it doesn't matter. Um, but what it did is, I'm not an asshole. As long as I'm not driving, I'm not an asshole. And <laughs> so just don't follow Dave. Don't driving. follow me. Uh, I think everyone driving is an asshole, so I'm included. <laughs> stay behind him. Yeah, don't please stay behind. Him. Please, for the love of God, or signal. I don't care. <laughs> but I think uh, I'm not an asshole. I really, I try to be a light within, to be a light outside, and I try to lead with love because what my grandma said. I don't know another feeling or emotion to beat that. And I want to share that. I'm not going to be, Dylan, I'm not in love with you, but I love you, brother. You know? Yeah. Steve, I love you. Not in love with you, but I love you. Does that make sense? And that, yeah. to me, is way better to be like, that's hey, terrible, I fucking yeah. hate you. You're like, okay, that's, that's harsh. Give him some time. You'll, you'll fall <laughs> in love. He's a sweetie pie. <laughs> no, but you guys, like, we connect. I, I think you guys are the only one, one of the few I talked to at that coalition event. You know, I don't know why. I don't know why the universal energies, you know, attract, but I was like, I don't yeah. talk to these motherfuckers. I, don't I, I attract weirdness, so, like, so maybe... Ding, ding, ding. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so, I think, so I think maybe we're all weird. And that's okay. That's, yeah, Mike, that's a good that's thing. That's totally okay. Because this idea of perfection is what bothers me. I, I'm sick of people chasing perfection. Yeah, what is that to you? Perfection? Or, or, or what? I don't want perfection. Keep going on this thought. I like so where you're going. I, I hate perfection. I want passion. So that's why I, I, I will never make the perfect beer. I know for a fact, but I will make the most passionate beer uh, as best I can. My passion. And my passion could be uh, how I interpret it. You know, Tim, just walk through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so again, perfection. I can't name. Can you guys name a single perfect person that you know? Okay. Besides me? Yeah, besides I'm, I'm, Steve, I'm is there kidding. a perfect person out there? You know? Yeah. No. no. Actually, it's Matthew McConaughey, I think, said it. And I, at first, he's close. I didn't get it. <laughs> but, but what I liked about him is he said he's always going to be chasing. Somebody asked him, like, who he wants to be. Mm. And he came back to them, and he was like, I want to be me in 10 years. And, and then the 10 years came by, and the guy said, are you who you wanted to be? It's like not even close. I want to be me in ten years from now, and like, it, but the 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 idea was to always be chasing it and like to never re reach that. Yeah. Like you know, and I think once we reach where we think we're supposed to be, then I mean, just give up, man. I, oh, I think perfection's boring. Once yeah, you get totally. there, what else do you have to do? You all about those green lights. That that was a horrible impression. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, the green lights. That I'm bringing that. Yeah. Is, and it's, it's inspiring. But I, but I think that that's always good to always chase our better selves mm. and to always, like, strive, strive to be better. And, and it, there's no, like, deadline, you know, like when yeah. we wake up and you can be forgiving. I also have a problem of forgiving myself. Mm. So, like, I at the end of the day, sometimes I'm like, damn, like, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. You gotta and, love yourself, brother, and, you know? And I think that you need to forgive yourself mm. on those kind of things, on all the things that you can't change. Like, you, they're done, and um, start now, and start yeah. tomorrow, and, and you know, just be a little more forgiving. COVID did teach me that a little bit, where Good. I think COVID made us kind of sit back, and we couldn't rush and do everything that we wanted to do, and so it made us a little more patient. Humble look a little more, yeah, like introspective, mm -hmm. like looking inside of ourselves. And that's the thing. And we're so, we're, we're so, uh, there's so much noise out here. There's so much going yeah. on. There's Netflix, there's Google, there's blah, 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 blah. But then sometimes we got to shut the fuck up and just, when's the last time you guys sat in complete silence away from everything? That you, that's my night. I mean, I mean, I mean that's, that's, those are my demons. Come on, Dave. Those are my demons. I don't, I don't know what to do in those moments. Yeah, but going back what Dylan said earlier, and sometimes we gotta look within. We gotta face those demons sometimes, and it's tough. Yeah. It's not easy. But who says it's gonna be easy? It's gonna be worth it, though. Fuck yeah. Let's do shrooms, Steve. Let's figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. We're working oh, on it. I would love to be there for that. <laughs> What's next for Tastemasters? 
Uh, you know what? Uh, more uh, visual stuff, like you guys are saying. It's kind of funny you doing this today. I want to. I want to be able to uh, showcase the breweries or the distilleries that I'm at. So I would love to have a team follow me or someone follow me where it's like, hey, if you guys want to see what inside Bohemian looks like or inside Dented Brick or what side Hans Kombucha, like if whether you want to click into it or not, hey, but you got like what's in what's in. I want to know what what kind of bodies are hidden in Hatch Family chocolates. You know what I mean? The only way we find that out <laughs> is we take cameras in, right? Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know. It is haunted. So. so exactly. So like, let's show us the cool spots. You know, like tours. That's what COVID kind of killed a little bit is tours. I loved walking. One hundred percent. Great spaces and awesome. Like so, if you're just gonna just me, well, let me take my camera crew and let's just interview. But let's get let's get the back the, the secrets and let's see that there's a piano in a chocolate factory. Why? I want to I want to know why. And that's what people will be like. Holy shit, this place is cool. I'm gonna go visit it. Boom. And I, that that way I can help entice people to go to all these artists' place. Event, other venues, and that's what I want to do. That's what Taste Match is supposed to do. So, of, of the different brewer, breweries that you've uh, visited, what are some of the, like the cooler places, like stuff that they've done with their, you know, their pub rooms or yeah, yeah, um, drinking rooms or whatever? So, I love what uh, Eight Settlers. Say, Eight Settlers is one of the newer distilleries here in Utah, and they're right in the mouth of Big Cottonwood or Little Cottonwood Canyon, one of the Cottonwood Canyons. Um, but eight settlers, they have the, it looks like you walked into a gunslinging, uh, rich, fancy, you know, 1800s vibe, Clint Eastwood kind of thing, right? It's the coolest, it, they have the coolest vibe out there and it's just, no one knows about it cause no one talks about it. And I think that's, that place is just gorgeous. Um, I love what Utah up in or Ogden is doing. Utah has, basically they have this dank ass building where they took out the floor they put some fermenters in and their backyard is the raptors stadium for baseball that's fucking cool that's cool yeah and then uh not to toot my own horn but in strap tank lehigh built it from the ground up as three levels my brewery's in the um bottom downstairs you got a main level upper level and it's like a circus theme and so what our owners have done is they kind of did the american pickers where they've gotten all these expensive antiques we have like John Kennedy's family's car, like a little toy car, like a, one of those like old school Jeep ones, you know what I'm talking about? Like the wagon looking things. We have one of the... The John John drive around? Yes, it. yes. Awesome. And uh, we have a couple of rocket ships there. We have some clown stuff. Like there's, there's antiques there. There's a black rhino uh, skin there that you can't... It's illegal to come... You can't bring black rhino skin into the States unless the loophole is it's a piece of art. So you see this like rhino that's been cut in half and there's like a like a harpsichord inside of it with a monkey on top. So it's like a circus vibe. And you walk in there, and the aesthetic is just mind-boggling, right? And then um, <clears throat> I love the cool, like, divey places. Like uh, the new, one of the newer breweries, Offset, it's basically like this big-ass closet. It's a big, <clears throat> kind of big space, little small big space. You go in there, you cram about 50 people in there, and you just jive, right? And you go somewhere like downtown squatters, same thing. It's old, rustic. You walk in there, it's dark, dim, but it's got three levels into it. The brewery's right there. You know that building used to be a chocolate company, too. <gasps> Did it really? Like, the loft's kind of expanding over to it. Yeah? McDonald's Chocolate Company. No way, really? Yeah. See, there you go. Uh, Hopkins Brewing used to be uh, Epic right there. There used to be a granite furniture store. That's haunted as well. And there's the old school, uh, there's a bank vault down in Hopkins Brewing Company. Oh, cool. And, like, no one knows about it. If you look at it, it looks like it's been shot by uh, Al Capone's men. Like, it's really cool. But yeah, there's there's so many cool places out there, and I just want to visit them all, right? Have you been up to the beer garden up in Lagoon? No, I haven't. I, I hate theme parks, so that's a little secret. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Lagoon anymore. It's just kind of like blah to me. But it, it, it's I'm it's itching back here. It's like go go go, because I I went, uh, I'm a graphic designer, so for Ooh. Design Week one week, they um, one of the events was out at Umina Brewing. And the guys that like designed everything up there. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Did a presentation. It was Katie, just cool. walk through. Just walk through, Katie. Just walk through. <laughs> is, Katie, you're one of my new favorites. I just want you to know. No, but that's really cool. That they yeah. places like that, you know, and a lot of like, Uintz is a really good one lately. They've been bringing local artists to make their their labels, their pins, and so forth. And oh, that's cool. I really like that because 
now are we making local, but we're supporting local. Like, uh, we the only Utah maltster, so who malts our grain, is Salsa's Malt out in Salt Lake. James Weed. Shout out James Weed. And so a lot of our a lot of the breweries here in Utah, in Salt Lake County, Utah County, Ogden even, we grab local grain and we make local grain with our, you know, local beer with local grain and we sell it locally. Like, how much more local can you get? I don't know. Yeah, we don't need the outside world. We really don't. It's cool, sure, but our shit's cool here. Let's blow that up. And I want to keep blowing that up. I want to keep supporting that. All right, kombucha. I'm, I'm done about kombucha. I know it's like fermented stuff, mm-hmm. so it, it scares me. I'm like, I don't want to eat rotten juice. Ah. So what is it? So they, they use something called a scoby. So a scoby is a yeast that looks like a pancake, if you will, and just a disc that sits on top of any type of black tea or green tea or any type of tea. And what it will do is it's really – man, I hate saying this, but when I take tour or give tours in my facility – what I'll say is how to make alcohol is I basically make sugar water. You do this with uh, kombucha as well. Make sugar water. You pitch yeast in there. You put yeast in there. Yeast will eat the sugar, will poop out alcohol, fart out CO2. It's gross, I know, but you won't forget it, okay? And <laughs> well, kombucha, the yeast doesn't produce – it produces like 0.05% alcohol. There's, there's less than a drop of alcohol in there. Uh, so what it does, it will change, the, get rid of those sugars and make it more – probiotic and so when you, i love if i need a detox or I've, I've, I've drank too much that weekend i'll grab a kombucha because it's still ferment, it fermented and it's great for our gut because our gut is second second brain second right second stomach so we got to make sure that our health down below is great and kombuchas don't knack kombucha until you try all of them there's so many beautiful flavors out there mamachari's there hans kombucha's out there and kombucha's not for everyone people i have even brewers i know they're like oh it tastes like vinegar i can't i can't get past it right <laughs> Uh, it might not be for you, but okay. I can give you some. I know some places. We'll, we'll talk oh, for sure. Yeah. And they're doing hard kombucha, so it I don't know. It's probiotic, helps you out, but then you can get fucked up too. Uh, it's delicious, but I don't know about that. <laughs> Good and fucked up. Great way to spend an evening. Um, I say we go to the bonus. I want to ask about seltzers. Oh yeah. I, I've tried a few. You know the white. White claws. White Claws, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's turned me off to all the other ones. Uh, do you have any recommendations, or do you think they're garbage too? Or <laughs> So you're, you're asking a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. So as a brewer, um, I don't like seltzers. I think it's just... Is it just fermented like soda water almost? What so is seltzer? Seltzer is sugar water that's been alcohol. We You can make a seltzer with uh, yeast, and you got to use a lot of nutrients to make that work, but... I don't know how White Claw. I mean, basically, it's 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 a what do you call it? A uh, it's not a, it's not it's not a craft beer or craft out. It's a uh, I'll think of the term when it comes to me. But to get, ask your question. There's one place that makes great seltzers. I mean, there's seltzers every minute. Like you would say, has some Wasatch and Squatter have seltzers. They're they're good. Roja has a really good one. But Grid City, who I think has some of the great best beer in utah some of it they make a seltzer it's a seltzer wine hybrid so it has that wine taste rosé they have a rosé seltzer they're coming out this weekend actually they're coming out with an elderflower says uh elderflower seltzer so it's going to have that seltzer taste with just a, a little smack of elderflower just sexy so i recommend those but we, when you're talking about white claws and vizies and that to me it tastes like static electricity yeah. but the reason why it's it's sex appeal it's so uh, awesome right now is because i can drink six or five of those on the river or at the pool it's low calorie so my figure won't you know blow up and i can get fucked up fast (laughs) great awesome but that defeats the whole purpose of like it takes me four to six weeks to make a lager it takes me anywhere from seven to 21 days to make you know an ale but seltzer i mean you can just whatever you know what i mean (laughs) so i don't like seltzers however I could I in the summer when I'm on the river, seltzers are quicker to get me trashed to float the river or whatever, because beer you'll, you'll feel more full, right? You'll be like, oh god, I feel like I had a loaf of bread in my in my belly. When you, you kind of did, you're drinking carbs, like, but yeah. low carb seltzers, it's eh, you know, so it's a loaded loaded gun, I guess. <laughs> What's this bonus round? You got me all curious. What does creativity mean to you? Ooh man, openness. That's the first word that came to me. Openness. 
creativity to me means being open. So I love sitting there in the morning during my studies and just before I look at my phone, before I open my book, before I have that first thing of coffee, I will just write. Whatever words come, whatever feelings, thoughts, that's creativity. It's just, it's just me being fluid. Boom. Openness. And you guys will understand that. If you want to be creative for yourself, you got to look within. We keep saying this all episode. Like, you got to look within. That's creative. And so, yeah, that's my definition, I guess. Nice. Next is, who's your favorite Muppet and why? Um, favorite Muppet. Ooh, man. So my mother loved Miss Piggy. And I loved Kermit because Kermit had to put up with that bitch. So <laughs> that's why I like, I think Kermit's my favorite for sure. Because <laughs> Miss Piggy was, man, I just wanted to smack her. I really did. I have no, no respect for Miss Piggy. But Kermit, and he plays the banjo. Let's go. Oh, it's yeah. banjo. Steve has a great one. Sam the Eagle is his favorite. Ooh. I love Sam the Eagle. Why Sam the Eagle? Because... He's so stupid, but he thinks he's so smart. Like I, I just, I think that's what I like. Like I just, I he just thinks that he's amazing, and then he's really like, he comes around to like realizing he's completely <laughs> yeah. like dumb. You're right. I don't know. You're completely right. What's some of the cool ones you had on that one? Um, or most common as well. A lot of Kermit. A lot of Kermit. Yeah. Some animals are quite common. Mm. Fozzy Wazzy. Fozzy. Yeah, Fozzie's probably third or fourth. My favorite is Gonzo. Gonzo, yeah, Gonzo's going. We're a guy surrounded by chicks, you know. Yeah, and a rat. What's the rat's yeah. name again? Rizzo. Rizzo. Yeah. Rizzo. Muppets. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite move, Muppet movie is the Muppet Caper back in the day, like old school. Yeah. Wow, that's way old school. That was the third, second or third one. <sighs> yeah, that one's my favorite though. That one to this day. I think John Cleese is in that one. He's my favorite British comedian of all time. I love him. So, yeah, that's shout out John Cleese. <laughs> He's still kicking. Well, speaking of actors, who, in the movie of your life, who would you want to play with you? Play me? Yeah. Oh, shit. <clears throat> I mean, Jason Momoa, obviously. <laughs> um, to play me, <clears throat> man, that's a good one. I've never been asked something like that. To play me. Current actor? Any. Any. Man, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Momoa. That's the best. I mean, he, he kind of looks like me. <laughs> Did you watch uh, Peacemaker on HBO? No, I haven't. Mm. That's yeah. the John Cena one, right? Yeah. Not, not to ruin it for anybody, but at the end of the, the series and the final episode of the season, he has a cameo. Momoa comes in? Nice. Nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind him playing me. I was trying to think of someone that's old school. Like I, I'm a big Bond fan, so I was think, trying to think of Bonds, but none of the Bonds are me. So I don't know who I... Yeah. I could see Adrian Brody, too. Adrian Brody, the pianist? Yeah, I like that guy. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Like, he's deep, and you have the same... You're deep. Kind of the features? Little yeah, bit. but you're deep. Hmm. That's really cool. Thanks, Steve. Jeez. You want a beer? <laughs> <laughs> no, that one was free. That, 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 that one was totally free. My glamorous answer is Michael J. Fox, because I always thought of myself as Michael J. Fox as a kid. Oh, but then yeah. Sean Astin when I really came to reality. Oh, man. The Goonies. <laughs> that's my top top five movies. Goonies for sure. Do you well, know what? I like this. Like, okay, so. The Birch Beer. So you did have a beer. So my critique between Dr. Pepper His life and blood. the Birch Beer is, okay, the sugar in this is better. That's cane sugar. Where this is not. Mm-hmm. This is that fruit coast crap. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. But. So, but again, it makes me remember Pennsylvania as a kid going to the flea markets, finding really cool shit. I like that. As long as it entice that memory, I'm okay with that. Keep drinking away. Where's that? Here, we'll we'll just do a chair. No, just a chair. (laughs) You're you're driving? Is that what's going on, Steve? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. Good. Well, so the more of these questions, I like these questions. I think that's what we got, man. When people want to find you. Oh, yeah. How can they do that? So it's uh, Instagram's at the Tastemasters, the underscore Tastemasters. Facebook's the same thing, at the underscore Tastemasters. Uh, A lot of people call me Taste Misters or Toastmasters or, um, uh, yeah, Taste Miser. That's Taste Master. (laughs) Taste Masters. And then uh, Twitter, the same thing. Uh, Emails, uh, the Tastemasters drink at gmail.com. Our website is the Tastemasters drink. 
Facebook.com. Uh, we own all of it. Uh, yeah, and we are open to invites to someone you think that needs to be showcased. I'm not in this. This podcast is not about me. It has never been about me. It's, it's oh, today's podcast to, here <laughs> is about you. Which, thank you. I appreciate it. But uh, it, it, my podcast is to showcase those beautiful artists behind the scenes. And that's who I want to talk to. And that's what it's all about. So, yeah, takes mess. If you guys have any suggestions or who I, I should recommend or interview, I love taking. I will listen to all of it. Yeah. Man, I just think there's so many in Utah. Mm. Like, I, there's some incredible That's why people like, are like, oh, you've been doing it for two years. I'm like, oh, I'm still going. Like, there's so many people to meet. I'm like, yeah, let's go. It's not just the head brewers or head distillers. There's, there's the assistants. There's the people in behind the scenes, the owners. So many people within the industry that I want to talk to. Awesome. And, and down the line, I heard this on I Am Salt Lake, that you've been to want to have your own studio in, inside of Stratton. Yeah, so uh, I would own love location. my own location. My, my dream would be uh, to have kind of like I talk about that festival idea but to have a, a, a room a business right where you know one section had beers local beers one section had local uh, liquors and spirits one section had local kombucha one one you know the, all these locals in one so you can sit in one space and have whatever you want wine spirits beer and it's all local but in the middle or towards the side there's gonna be this booth glass box booth where I'm sitting there and you can see me interview these guests live if you want. So you get movie in a show in a way. Or I guess That'd dinner in a cool. show. Yeah. Drink in a show. There you go. So that's like the idea. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. It's been fucking awesome. Dave, thanks. You'll probably have to edit like the first 10 minutes of the live video. But you could get some good stuff. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I'll trim it down for you too. But we can put the full thing on. Yeah, let me know Sweet. how else I can blow you guys up and help. Like I'm, I'm here to help you guys as well. Yeah, yeah. And anytime you need something, let me know. Or I want to get more than one listener. Uh, Steve's mom is our one listener. I'll send to my wife. So maybe you your grandma will listen to us too. Yeah, she will. Yeah, Sweet. she supports. That that that's our market. That's our age market. Old, old ladies. Old ladies. <laughs> old ladies is our age market. That's who will love us. You've gone past the cougar. Nobody else just, will love us. Wow. The, 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 I love that. They're unconditional. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I love grandmas. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. No, thanks, Dave. Yeah, thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Whoop, okay. whoop, whoop. Signing out. The podcast is done, man. <laughs>